Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. Uh, we ended up yesterday with um, some brain ink. The question is, can we continue that today? And we'll talk about that and more in just a few seconds when Dave joins us. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, in the world we live in today, there are so many things that we just can't control. Uh, however, you can control the one thing in your portfolio, and that's risk. How much risk do you have? Do you know what that number is? And do you know where it should be? If you don't, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design analysis, where we'll help you determine how much risk you have and how much risk you should have to make sure those two things line up. And with that, we've got Dave I'm up next. Now my mic's going in the right direction. It's uh, 841 here, 19 now before 9. One of those days in which I kind of wish I had a fortune teller's tent right outside the doors of the New York Stock Exchange today because somebody lighting a candle, looking at a crystal ball and saying, oh, the spirits are telling me, and then filling in some random bit of information about interest rates might very well be a money machine at the moment. Let's check in and see what the crystal ball down at Statler Financial Service is doing. Philip Statler is on the line. Philip, how'd you like that concession outside of Wall Street today? Man, I wish. I wish I had that crystal ball, Dave, but it hasn't shown up in my office yet. Not mine either, but I just figure, you know, even a scam would probably make a lot of money because I'm just seeing Wall Street betting on the Federal Reserve tomorrow saying, eh, we're either not going to do much or we're going to do something gentle to the economy. And uh, we had a sense of optimism. 383 points up on the Dow yesterday. The yeah, blue chips man. celebrated. Yeah, only even NASDAQ trailed that one. They were only up about a third of a percent yesterday. We're suddenly getting happy again, aren't we? Well, it definitely seems to be that way, Dave. I mean, I, I'm seeing a, a lot of, even in the futures today, we see some green eight. So imagine that if we could put two green days back to back, would that be something? Almost like being on another planet. Now, <laughs> last few weeks, I'm not used to seeing green, period. Uh, it's uh, one of those days in which with the Federal Reserve meeting now, we get a two-day meeting and a release, so I think tomorrow afternoon at 2, as far as what they're going to do about interest rates. And uh, the tea leaves are coming out in earnest. I found a news item this morning saying Elon Musk weighs in. And he thinks they ought to cut interest rates by a half a percent, which has no credibility. But then there's this billionaire hedge fund manager named Bill Ackman, and he actually does carry some weight, and he's urging for a pause in interest rate increases. Goldman Sachs says they're predicting a pause in interest rate increases. And the market, uh, you still read them as thinking a quarter point is likely tomorrow, huh? That, that's what I'm seeing. I mean, I think there's more people on that quarter point side than there is on the no raise side. Um, and, and other than Elon Musk, I haven't seen anybody say that, that he, they think they should cut interest rates. Um, I don't I don't really see Elon Musk as our next secretary of the Treasury, but he's got a lot of money. So his voice ends up getting a headline or two, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Now, I will say this. I was reading an article that that basically was saying that this will probably be, they feel like, the last rate increase that we will see in a while, uh, if, if not the last for a long time, uh, before we start seeing some cuts. The other thing the article said that I was reading was that uh, they expect QT, which is quantitative tightening, which is where the Fed has been selling 
you know, their stuff back into the market to take money out of the money supply uh, is basically going to be curtailed. And so I find that interesting as well, because those are two things now that would be um, would kind of be a good sign because it gives some time for things to work out. And uh, and maybe, maybe, just maybe uh, we could not have such a hard landing. And, you know, it's, it, that, that is the second part that we don't talk about as much. You know, the notion of the Federal Reserve, you know, flooding the, you know, selling, the, selling these, uh, these bonds off and taking money out of the market. That's the side of the, uh, of the monetary policy that we don't talk about as much because it's a bit more esoteric. But I kind of saw that policy almost happen. When they bailed out the uh, when they bailed out bailed out the Silicon Valley Bank and basically by default said, oh, okay, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, no problem. All of a sudden, loose money exists in the banking system, and that was about the same thing. All of a sudden, we're back to some loose money policies on the other side. So a quarter point hike probably won't make as much of an indent as we'd expect it to, simply on the grounds that the other side of monetary policy is loosening back up again. So. Maybe the quarter point becomes more realistic on that basis as well. I mean, we're suddenly loosening up the purse strings all of a sudden again. Well, and I think that's on a on a quote for the better good, right of uh, <clears throat> of our our markets and the economy. Uh, but but I also find it interesting that um, they said basically one of the things that they're looking at is that the Fed has accomplished what it wanted to do, and it wanted the bank's balance sheets to shrink. Um, they wanted them lending less money and that they're seeing that just by uh, everything that's happening right now. So I, I found that kind of interesting as well. Well, let's face it, it's hard to get a consumer loan, hard to get anything else that's got a reasonable interest rate on it. They, they have accomplished it. And in fairness, while inflation is still too danged high, uh, the trajectory is definitely heading downward. And you and I have been preaching now for over a year that uh, we really need to see what these interest rate hikes are going to have in terms of an effect long term before we start whacking ourselves with a two by four one more time. So maybe circumstances are going to add up to the right thing. Well, I think so. I mean, one of the things that comes out today at 10, which will shed a little bit more light, will be existing home sales. What's happening in the real estate market as mortgage rates continue to stay, you know, in that six to seven percent range, if not a little higher. Um, that that'll be interesting, and then tomorrow too, we got the interest rate decision from the Fed, and that will be a, a whole different story, uh, depending upon how that comes out as to what happens in the market. That's going to be a seismograph, one way or the other, no matter what they end up doing. I noticed on my big winners list this morning, basically, let's see, of ten big winners I've got on my pre-market trading, eight of them are financial. So there's definitely some optimism on the U.S. side of the financial industry. But we got to throw out at least one red herring, and I'm hoping that's all it ends up being. Uh, yeah, the Standard & Poor's rating service re-rated the big Swiss bank, UBS, the people that ended up buying Credit Suisse. They've now rated UBS's credit rating down to negative. Evidently, they think they're going to get a bad case of indigestion off of, off of buying a Credit Suisse. Then you add that to the fact that the European Central Bank president is going to hit the rubber chicken circuit at noon our time. If she doesn't say anything particularly damaging, we can pretty much ignore it. But you never know, given what the Credit Suisse situation did to our stocks. We're obviously watching that on that side of the pond as well. Yeah, we are. And, and man, I'm looking at a lot of the banks. We're getting some <clears throat> jumps in those. First Republicans getting a nice little bump this morning. Um, earlier, they were up 
oh, 19%. Now, now they're up about 25%. So, so they're getting some bounces this morning. Um, JP Morgan's come in to give them some advice um, on some alternatives there. So that, that may be interesting. The New York Community Bank, the one we talked about yesterday that bought out Signature, bought the Signature Bank um, assets, mm-hmm. they got a pop this morning as well. Um, the, the whole regional bank system, PacWest, Fifth Third, Key Corp, they're all up this morning uh, getting a little bit of help from all the banking industry as, as a whole. Oh, yeah. And you, know, you mentioned Key Corp. Truist is well up this morning. U.S. Bank Corp is up by a substantial amount. Synchrony, the big credit card company, uh, they're also up. I mean, so far, there's some optimism in the financial sector at the moment, which is kind of a nice change compared to what we've had for the last week or so. It is. It is. And and so, you know, if we can finish up this week in the green, um, that'll be a that'll be a big deal. Absolutely. So we're all sitting on our hands right now, showing a little bit of optimism on Wall Street about what the Federal Reserve is going to do today. And like we said, we're getting a split vote. We got big, you know, big kahunas like Morgan and uh, and Goldman Sachs predicting that it's going to be hold steady. Uh, your your authors and uh, and tip sheets are suggesting that the combination of loosening up the other side of monetary policy will offset a quarter percent rate. Uh, if we do anything anything different from that. We'll probably see a big dip yet tomorrow about this time, but I'm kind of half optimistic at this point. That's kind of a change, isn't it? It is. And looking at interest rates, we're seeing them um, kind of line up a little bit better now. We've got the 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 10-year back down below 3.6 at 3.56 and the 30-year at 3.7. So that inversion's gone now. Um, but that's really the only one that's gone. The rest of the shorter-term uh, the the six twelve month the two year um, all are inverted against the five and ten so and oh, the yeah. third best, so yeah best de- best deal in the bunch right now is the three month T bill it's running at almost four point seven percent four point six seven according to my delayed quote and uh, that's the best interest rate available that I've heard in years uh, actually the um, six months a little bit better yielding four point eight four right now. Yeah. Heck with that CD. Let's move into cheap. <laughs> anyway, update yesterday on Wall Street on optimistic tones. We'll have some housing information out at 10 this morning that may change the trajectory. But 45 minutes before we open, how good is the good news this morning, Philip? Dave, I'm seeing a lot of green ink this morning. We've got the, uh, the Dow 30 up almost 1%. Uh, we've got the S&P 500 up almost nine-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 up about six-tenths of a percent. Get this one, Dave. Small cap, Russell 2000, mm-hmm. up two, two and a half percent right now. Holy crud. Yeah, yeah, not, and a big bump there. Um, other side of the coin, uh, we got silver giving back just a tad bit. I mean, like less than a penny uh, on theirs right now. Gold's giving back about $16, which is about eight-tenths of a percent right now. Uh, still a well above 1900 an ounce. And crude oil is heading back up, Dave. It's about to 70. You're getting close. 69.05, up 1.8% this morning. Not that I'm cheering the increase, but given the fact that that indicates a revised theory about what economic activity is going to be like, I'm almost happy to hear that. 
Uh, the overseas markets, Asian Rim, mostly up this morning at 6 when they closed. There's a few jitters in Japan going on. They were off, but the rest of the markets were positive. Europe is looking at us and saying, hey, cool, we'll get through this. They're up by better than a percent halfway through their day. Keeping tabs on one's retirement funds and making sure that that plan you had years ago is still workable sometimes takes an extra pair of eyes. How do I get a hold of you to make sure my plan is still on track? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037 for our core retirement design, where we'll help them design the retirement they always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning on Light. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. This is your captain speaking. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope uh, your week's going well. Join us again tomorrow for a financial update. Until then, have a great day.